Welcome back to our monthly podcast, The Call to Foster. My name is Shasta Miller, and I'm a field support manager with the Missouri Children's Division. And I'm Jessica Hugstep, a supervisor with the Southeast Regional Resource Unit. It's my pleasure. Our honored guest is a current foster parent with with the Children's Division. Mary, would you mind to introduce yourself? My name is Mary Bailey. I'm from Corrupusville, Missouri. Thank you. And Mary, we're just going to jump in. Um, so Mary, how long have you been fostering and what got you to want to be a foster parent? I've actually done this twice. I did it um, 14 years ago. Oh, wow. And then I've been, this is my second time and I've done it for a year. Well, it will be a year in March. Wow. You just couldn't let it go. You just, you, no. you had to come back. So what yes. led you to become a foster parent in the first place 14 years ago? Um, I work in the, I do the food stamp program. I work for the state of Missouri. Nice. And so, and children's services kind of connected to that. Mm-hmm. And so I would see little children come in and, uh, well, all ages and crying. And it was just, it's just sad. And so I'm an international. My children are grown. And so I thought, well, I can help and do this. And so that's how, I, that's how I got started. And that's fantastic. And so do you know, like, in your whole time, even 14 years ago, in your whole time being a foster parent, how many kiddos have you had come and go through your home? Um, probably about 15. Okay. Wow. So in in the your time that you've been a foster parent, like what were your age ranges and what age ranges do you take? Well, I, I, since I'm alone, I'm a widow. I, I prefer the younger children. Um, okay. I like I like infants to four or five. Now they've called me from all ages. Sure. Because they are desperate. You yes. Know, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I really like the younger children. Okay. And do you know so, why that is? I'm just you know curiosity. Uh, well, I, I did start out um, this this time with because uh, I have grandchildren oh, okay. and they're um, they're ten and eleven and I did start out at that age, but um, I had an experience and I thought because I really thought it'd be easier, but then I had an experience and I thought no can't do this age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't pleasant, but it wasn't the child child's fault. You know, it's just the situation she was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I went back to the younger children. Okay. So. Okay. That's that's why. Um, has there been a time where you've had a child come into your home, you know, through abuse or neglect, um, and they've gone through trauma where you've helped them grow or blossom? Well, um, this, I had a little, you know, infant and, You know, as a seven-month-old, they should be sitting up, rolling over, and that sort of thing. Um, but they have been neglected, um, been around drugs, even as far as burnt with crack pipe and that sort of thing. Mm. And um, so he actually stayed with me for uh, eight months, and he's actually walking. That's great. Oh, he's doing talking, and he mm. just he. And I still, now, um, with his um, paternal grandmother, 
and um, and he's doing great. Oh, that's he's awesome. Yeah, and I actually still get to see him. That, that was going to be my next question. So you are able to get to see him and still stay connected? Yes, I do. She actually lets me see him still um, because, I mean, I, I just got so attached. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of, I'm at the age, I'm a grandmother, so um, she um, she works, and so she doesn't get off at regular time. So I actually go every day and pick him up and oh. watch him until she goes gets off work. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I keep toys here. Oh, that's, that's great. So you said attachment, um, and those who are listening, I know that's a a fear for many people who are interested in fostering, you know, they're scared they're going to get so attached and not be able to handle that. So I'm going to ask you, Mary, as you've had kids in your home and you've bonded and you formed an attachment how do you deal with that whenever they do end up leaving your home well you know you just have to know that they're going to like him you know he's going to a good place yeah and that he's going to be loved um and you can just only hope that that's what's happened to the other children sure and and you know otherwise um you know they kind of tell you um if they if it it gets in a bad situation, then you have that opportunity to get them back mm-hmm. if they go back in care. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have that chance to get them back. Of course, you know, you don't, you know, you want them to be with their parents and to be loved. Right. And you want so, them to be successful in their home. Right. With their right. parents. And and I let the, the parents come to visit him at my home. Oh, wow. I confident enough do that wow so um i think that's really important to dig into um so with that example where you allowed the parent to come visit their kiddo at your home Uh, once a week um, we had an hour visit she came to my home Mm -hmm. this way he was in his environment and he you know he could do he knew he could play and have toys and he felt safe yeah, so so if you were to give advice to people, again, who are thinking about fostering, uh, Mary, what advice would you give someone when working and, and dealing with biological parents? Well, I would be careful, but I, I, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just wonderful, and I love doing it, and I think there, there, it's needed, mm-hmm. and um, it's not as bad as you think. And of course, you're going to get attached, but you just have to go into it with that mindset that they're not yours, mm-hmm. and that you know you have to give them back. But you just love them when you have them, and take care of them. Love them when you have them. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love them when you have mm-hmm. them. Um, mm-hmm. So, with your example of the parent coming to your home and doing visits. Did you have opportunities to like role model what it's what it's like to like be a parent and care for a child? Well, you know, she talked to me and she was very she's very young and I kind of told her, you know, you got to do this mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. in order to get him back. Are you doing this? And um, I, I I took him on her on his birthday. I met her at McDonald's and brought him and. For his birthday, I tried my best to do everything I possibly could. Yeah. Um, 
Mary, we need yeah. more foster parents like you. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I, it, it's just because I'm older. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, and I, I see a need. And I think it helped that I work there, too, and saw such a need. Yeah. So, again, for the listeners, you said you're older, and um, I think you mentioned you're a widow, so uh, you're you're kind of by yourself. So yeah. for those people out there who maybe are a single parent um, and, they're, and they're older and they're thinking about fostering, what advice would you give someone? Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Okay. Um, and it helps fill that emptiness. Um, I've, I, I like it. I enjoy doing it, and it, it's really helped me. If you don't um, know what to do with yourself, this really it. If you just have all the love in the world you want to give someone, this mm-hmm. is what you need to do. So, Mary, why is it rewarding for you? Um, these children need love and care, and then they need um, someone to, to guide them or at least give them a start in life. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They may not ever have that later on, or, you know, and it just makes me feel good to do that. Well, I, you know, I, I go out, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I overdo, I buy toys and I think they're going to like this, you know, so I, but it's okay, you know, it's fine. Um, Because I don't do it for the money, I I do it for pleasure to love on these children. And they love, and they love me. You, you sound like you have such a big heart and an open heart. Right, it's for, probably too big sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but not only for the kiddos that you're impacting, but for their families as well. Well, I try to be that way, and you know, I even know that like a little boy that his grand his grandmother's kind of young, and I say, you know, I'll, I'll give you a break and mm-hmm. bring him over, let him spend the night, and you go do what you need. It's hard, and I found that out at my age. Um, it's hard to go to the grocery store. I've forgotten how it is. Oh, my gosh. Amen to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, so. definitely. In the break you're talking about, um, and now do you also, like, take respite kiddos into your home for whatever time? Well, they, they have called me, but it's like they want me to take five. Well, oh, five I'm, or big amount. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm going to retire next month, so then I might be up to it. So, right. Um, <laughs> and, but right now, five is a little much for me. Yeah. And for the listeners, if this is the first podcast you're listening to, respite care is meaning you um, take, like, if Mary had foster children in her home where Mary needs a break or the kids need a break, they would go to a respite home for whatever have you, 24, 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever's right. needed. So it's a support to that child in foster care and the foster parents so definitely and you do need a break i mean you might want to go grocery shopping you might want to go get your nails done by yourself i mean you never know right right. yeah so speaking of like going to get your nails done and exactly what jessica's talking about mary because we know and understand that being a foster parent can be hard and challenging so what advice would you give for someone who is fostering, who needs some self-care? Um, what advice would you give someone? Well, before you 
Uh, we get ready to start doing foster. Then you need to make sure you have someone lined up that you know that can do your daycare if you work. Sure. Right. Um, that works for the state and um, maybe even a backup because sometimes right. they have to take off. And then, um, you know, uh, so they let, I had to, because I have a back, I didn't have a backup. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I had to get, um, I got a young girl to come, which they told me was fine, but I had to pay her out of my pocket to keep when my daycare um, wasn't available. But it was in the summertime, so, okay. but it was fine in my home, but I was working from home. Gotcha. So I was there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to work from home with, Sure is. So setting up daycare, um, what other advice would you have? Well, and plan ahead, you know, things you need mm-hmm. for your home for daycare, uh, for a child. Um, I wasn't ready uh, for an infant, so I had to scrounge around and, you know, my crib, okay. that sort of thing. So sounds like you're saying to be very structured, to have... Right. Okay. You, you do. Mm-hmm. Mary, what kind of supports do you rely on to also assist you in being a foster parent? Um, well, I really, uh, I really don't have a lot of support, to be honest with you. Um, my coworkers, maybe. <laughs> it's hard to talk okay. to people. Yeah, that's a support. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It sure is. And you just said, you said a couple... Or with the daycare and babysitting, that's a support. Uh-huh. Do you yeah. have like local organizations you do, or friends, or family? I have, I have family, some some family. Uh-huh. But um, and because my my sister lives in Florida, so I'm kind of you know. They <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But other than that, you know, I just I have a neighbor, and they would come over and um, see see my little boys all the time oh that's awesome they still keep up (laughs) that's great mary uh you Mm -hmm. had mentioned earlier that you have adult children Uh, Mm -hmm. how do they uh cope with and what are their thoughts about you being a foster parent um well i have a 40 year old and a 35 year old and uh, they think i'm crazy my son, he's 35, and he, he's jealous. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> That's funny. Do they live close to you? No. Well, my son does. He lives in here in town, and uh, he'll come over if I'm cooking. But uh, my daughter lives in Arkansas. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bet he comes over and eats that food. I bet you're a good yeah. cook. If I cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he said, I don't know why you do foster care. He said, you got me to take care of. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think I think this is, this is, Mary, you're an example of, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what age you are or if you have a 35 and a 40-year-old adult um, no. child you can foster right, right. you can do this yeah. and oh, yeah. I, I I think there's a lot of people out there hopefully that will listen to this podcast that maybe are similar to your circumstances that are going to hear this and say you know what if Mary can do it so can I right and because uh, well, that's exactly what we would want 
Yeah, I got loans, so my kids are too busy. I live alone. All I did was work. And I thought, why can't I, you know, do this? Yep, that's exactly right. So on that note, um, if I was a close friend of yours and I said to you, Mary, I am really thinking about becoming a foster parent, in one sentence, what would you tell me? What advice would you have for me? Oh, I would say that's great. You need to get signed up and... I'll even t- help you take the classes. I love it. And, yeah. So, That's and fantastic. I'll be your back, I will be your backup. Backup plan. <laughs> you will be uh-huh. the backup plan. And a support. Yeah. I'm going to continue uh, with this um, as long as I can. <laughs> um, and I'll work with you guys.
we, I know we really appreciate um, you just taking the time to talk to us today. Um, it's really been a pleasure. Um, yeah. Unless you have anything else to add, we'll go ahead and let you go. And okay. unless you have anything else to add. No, no, I don't. Well, we and really appreciate talking to me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mary. And we'll be in contact about the amb- ambassador program. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I love her so much. I do too. She's great. She just seems so sweet. I want her to be my grandma. Yeah. And her son being jealous. Aw. I know. That's sweet. That is Um, sweet. I think she's a good example of it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what life you're you're at in life. You can foster if you have a heart to foster. Yeah. And you can be older and take care of a newborn. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. If you have the drive to, you Mm -hmm. have to want it. Mm -hmm. I was told that she's an amazing human, and she definitely is. And you could, she was, she was very humble. Yes. You could tell that she was humble. Um, I love when she would say, I don't know how I did it. I just Uh, did it. Yeah. You know, she just rolls with it, and she, she just gets it done. Number one thing that I took away from this myself is you have to have a plan A, and you have to have a plan B, and you know what? It won't hurt to throw in a plan C. D, E, all the way to Z. All the way to Z. Especially when, when you're dealing with, you know, foster kids yes. and the agency. And you have to have a backup plan for your backup plan. Yeah. Well, I also love, she she started 14 years ago. Right. And then she's back. She's, she's back. She's back. Her life is different. Her circumstances are different, but... I think, again, it's just another example of that I think it runs deep, and she's obviously passionate, and she just had to come back to us, which I know we're thankful for. We're very thankful. Yeah. Mary, was a pleasure. Uh, another thing that uh, I think this was maybe the first time we had heard this regarding some of, the, of our other families, but she talks about how she felt comfortable enough to have visits with the biological mom in her in her own home and how she recognized it was just better for the child to the for the child to be in the environment in which they live which happened to be her house so i think that that again just shows the compassion that mary has for biological parents and working with biological parents and obviously she had trust Right. In and allowing those visits to occur. Just and a great it thing. shows unity for that child or children. Absolutely. Unity of the foster parent and the biological parent. Yep. By doing that. Yep. And I'm sure that made the p- biological parent um, feel more at ease. Right. right. I mean, the, as a parent, I would want to know where what? my child is living. I would yeah, want to know where my child is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think that's just another really good example of... Um, you know, strengths of Mary and, and how she fosters. Right. Also, Mary had talked about how she's not comfortable with certain age groups, right, taking mm-hmm. into her home, that she'd rather do, like, newborn to five, mm-hmm. which is so true. So, you know, when we go out to homes that are considering being foster parents, we do ask them, what's your age range? What's your What age range are you wanting to take in your home? We have those conversations with them. Because there's a lot of different factors to take in. Okay, if you both are employed full-time, 
well, would you rather have kids, school-aged kids, or um, is your, you have teenage daughters, so some foster homes don't want to take in teenage boys because of those issues that can occur. So there's so many different scenarios of what these families need to think about Mm -hmm. and what age ranges they're going to be comfortable with taking into their home. Yeah, I think Mary is an example of she has a good understanding of her her own boundaries, her own levels of strengths in caring for different age groups. Um, and I think we kind of hit it at the end of the, at the end of the interview where she was not shy about saying, you know, I'm not, re- I, I'm not able to take in a 17 year old young man and I'm just not a, and that's okay. And I think right. that's okay. I think she's a good example of just knowing her boundaries and what she can and can't do, or really what is she willing and unwilling to right. do. And that's great. And, and then, you know, foster parents if they're willing to expand their age range down the line that's great but if not you stay in your comfort zone yep yep and I think that's all we can ask um but she was just a pleasure and so excited to have her on and just another really great example of anyone can do this anyone can foster if you have the heart and the motivation and I think Mary's just a really great example of this um all right. I think uh, just another great day of podcasting. Um, just want to thank you all for listening. Again, um, please come see us next month, The Call to Foster. If you are interested in fostering, you can search the web at dss.mo.gov backslash cd, or you can contact any local children's division office and just ask, how can I be a foster parent? And it's that easy. It's that simple. Um, Please subscribe and share this. The more you share this, the more foster families we will hopefully get. And just look look forward to us next month. Um, We appreciate all of you and adios. Bye. At the Department of Social Services, we are dedicated to inspiring more Missourians to help us provide quality, loving homes to the children in our care. Help us reach our future foster parents by leaving a review, subscribing, and sharing this podcast on your social media platforms.